0: This episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Join today at thrivemarket.com slash nomeat to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. This episode is also brought to you by our brand new Compliment Daily Greens with five science-backed greens for powerful benefits. Go to nomeatathlete.com slash daily-greens to learn more and save 15% when you subscribe today.
1: Hi, this is Hope.
0: This is Kareem.
1: Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. and you're listening to no Meet Athlete Radio.
0: Doug, I think you will be proud to hear that I accomplished a uh, a camping trip in the past two days I accomplished. spent two nights away. From I accomplished
1: the a camping trip yes, yes i'm very very proud of that
0: yeah ventured out of the comfort of my own bed my own home mm-hmm. uh got some bug bites slipped once in the mud got all oh. muddy which i hated and <laughs> just a good time it actually wasn't uh it wasn't a, a really like deliberate camping trip it was more that i was taking my kids or taking my son over to uh to Edisto Island, you know where that is. You heard of that? No, yeah, I haven't. have
1: heard of that. Yep, you have to take a boat there, right?
0: No, you, oh, have to you take own. uh You have to take a. Maybe, maybe you're thinking of Hunting Island. I don't even know huh. if that you have to take a boat to. But okay. anyway, it's just it's just South Carolina Island, a little bit north of Charleston. And okay. uh, my dad and his wife there are in are there in a motorhome. They brought my daughter and my son had to. Uh, he had to stay for a soccer thing, so we brought him a day or two later and. Uh, Aaron and I stayed for, for two nights. Went to the beach a little bit. So it wasn't even camping. We, stepped, we slept in, a, in a, an RV. <laughs> but I still got bug bites. Still sat around something like a campfire. It was a, a charcoal stove that came out of the RV. <laughs> and still slept in the mud at the beach.
1: Okay, so basically you just slipped in the mud. That's, that's the... <laughs> yeah,
0: that was, that was as, as rugged as the whole thing got. I slipped in the mud while we were collecting seashells uh Mm. on this this inlet area and there was some extremely slippery mud near these oyster beds and uh man i went down hard but it was fine you're right (laughs) yeah totally fine but uh
1: just got money did not like it that that is that's making me laugh man that's uh that's (laughs) great i'm glad you got out and i'm glad you went on a camping trip uh is, (laughs) (laughs) is this uh so your dad last time i saw your dad's um uh Camping setup, trailer setup. It was like a pool behind. Does he have? Has he upgraded to like an RV that
0: you drive now? I don't think he's ever had a pool behind. As he's no, a, as far as I know, he's only had RVs. Yeah, they're like the they're built on the chassis of I uh, I don't know, like a Dodge Sprinter. The last one was. So I, don't, I don't know what these things are, but the, you know, okay. Class C maybe. So they're they're really large vans that are converted into motorhomes somehow.
1: Okay, all right. Maybe I'm misremembering. I remember something parked at your old house the one where we used to podcast out of your garage but but maybe that maybe that was an rv well well cool Uh well uh, you know i i uh have much of my life looked down upon rv people but um i kind (laughs) of think you know with a family it'd be it'd be kind of fun be kind of nice
0: yeah i think uh, i think a lot of people got that idea during covid and Mm -hmm. apparently i think the rv market was booming then because you and you couldn't get one, and now everybody's selling them, like because people realize they don't want to deal with it. <laughs> because I think it's I mean you have to, it's like a serious thing to learn how to do all that, right? Empty the sure, empty yeah. the sewer and connect to the water, and I mean who knows what else. And uh, you're
1: and you're insuring it and having to like keep it somewhere, right? And right, and your you're not using it. Don't want much. it
0: at your house. Yeah, certainly. Anyway, uh, it was fun. I I have to report on the vegan meat situation. Ooh, uh, okay, Let's which. Hear it. I don't, we don't need too many vegan meats. I, actually, that's, that's not true. We don't need too many of these kind. We don't do too many vegan cookout kind of meats. Every now and, or fairly often, I will get Beyond sausage, Italian sausage, and I'll use that in, in cooking. But like just making a Beyond burger or, uh, a hot dog, I don't really do very much except for these sort of situations. Uh, we got this time Upton's Naturals. Have you heard of that brand? No, not at all. I think it's a Whole Foods brand because I've definitely okay. seen it before or I've gotten, other satan things from them before that I've cooked with. Um they were actually really good. I th- I thought it was one of the perhaps the best vegan hot dog that I have yet had. Ah, interesting. Uh, I have sort of a salty palate and these were definitely salty, but uh I found them very good and just had a Beyond burger as well, which as always delicious uh especially grilled because then somehow I think when they're too greasy they're it makes them not taste like the real thing. Uh because the grease is coconut oil so it's just a little bit different. But somehow when they're grilled, I think a little bit of that grease goes away and a little more char there. I don't know. It was just delicious. I wanted another one, but I did not do it. Opted out. Said I'm not gonna not gonna have two Beyond burgers in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, good for you. And I had a dandy's uh dandy's vegan marshmallow as well. I had one single yeah. s'more with a marshmallow on it.
1: You know, I I miss marshmallow. We we just never buy the vegan ones. And uh mm-hmm. we've been to several several s'more parties in the last month or so uh and you know and, and you know it's not like i mind sitting out that kind of stuff right uh, and, and my family doesn't either really but um we usually just give eliza some chocolate or something and she's fine with it but uh but i i don't know i kind of you know i don't know it's a nice tradition i need to have those on hand
0: yeah that's that is kind of what we do is we just but well, we get them in advance we, we get them a week or two ahead of time they're always not that easy to find they're always there's a run on them it seems when it's summertime mm-hmm. uh but you know what, I, like, I really don't, I think it's kind of good to like, again, the, the sort of inconvenience of a plant-based diet that you can't always have exactly what you want or whatever. It's just, it just makes you not eat as much junk. Oh, uh, totally. Not yeah. not that these things are healthy, right? Hot dogs, vegan hot dogs and Jamburg <laughs> are not healthy choices. But like, I just, I didn't eat 10 s'mores like I typically would. We, we had the stuff <laughs> there, but I'm just so used to not. Uh-huh. Needing to like eat the birthday cake or eat the whatever because you just get used to not having it. Right, right. Uh, that that I don't know. Then you can just have a little bit and and it's fine. So yeah,
1: and yeah, because you, you you definitely this is so true. This is so true because you you get used to not having something. So then like if you have it, you just have a little bit. But but most of the time you choose not. To. I mean, there's so many times that even even if there is a vegan option, like a cake or something like that, I'm just like yeah, I'm good. I yeah. don't eat dessert.
0: Yeah, and I think I think partly that's sort of like. If you don't do it sometimes, then you you get a a contrast, or you you actually realize sometimes that when you do eat that stuff, or especially if you eat a lot of it, you notice that you don't feel so good. Which I used to like. It took me a long time to realize how bad fast food made me feel Mm. Uh, because I was so used to just doing it and accepting that that happened. And then when you stop doing it for a while and then go back, I don't know. So like I think partly it's that, and there is truth to the taste buds changing. So I think if you just you just have you know the big sugary thing, if you have that six times a year instead of. 18 times a year i think it just makes your taste buds change and you're just not that interested in it and it's still nice to have i'm not saying that goes the desire goes away it just somehow you're just able to regulate a little bit better so yeah yeah that's that's my experience still though when we got home from this trip uh which was only like a day and a half two nights i i was just craving like actual real food again uh beans and i had this cabbage i had made so i I just devoured that stuff uh which is which is good good to good to have that uh that little set point to get back to so anyway, that's my uh, that's my camping midweek camping trip.
1: I uh, I have I have some something to report. Okay. Ran my well, first double in like three years, probably <laughs> four <laughs> years.
0: Was it uh, was it intentional or was there some some confluence of events that made you have to do a uh, it?
1: It was intentional, but not like not like a training intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so my my friends, my group of guys, we get together every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, in the morning ran with them in the morning, but then I uh, had a a cousin an out of state cousin in town who who really wanted to go for a run um, in the evening and uh and so I joined him again in the evening and uh wrapped up that run and I was like, man, this just feels so good. I bookended my because I, I I had watched the sun come up on a run and I watched right. the sun go down on a run and wow and it was it was pretty great and That's then I drank great. beers and <laughs> Ran home from the bar, and that was not as fun. Well. So, maybe, yeah, I guess I had a triple. The last one was maybe like a, a mile, and it was a little uh, sloshy. But
0: <laughs> was this from, uh, from the Trailhead
1: bar? No, this was from... Oh, oh, you, there's, Back Mountain is a totally new place, man. you got to come visit. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> from the, uh, the WNC Outdoor Collective.
0: Ah. Which
1: which is a cool place. you think you'd like it.
0: Sounds exactly like my kind of place. I know. I think
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's even like a mud pit that you could slip in. (laughs) Good.
0: Uh, Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it is a good place.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I'm really fired up on running right now. And that feels so good. I have a lot of energy that I have not had around running in a while.
0: Yeah, it does feel good. It's just sometimes you got to force it. And when you don't, and when you're actually really into it, it is, that is super fun. Mm -hmm. good all right Doug well uh what are we talking about today
1: we have a few things we're talking about today we were both um we both just happened to see some headlines and some things that are happening in the health space uh this week and we thought none of them would maybe make for a full episode but we could talk about them individually
0: exactly um all right first one I got is really quick it actually wasn't Uh a headline it was a subject line of an email and the subject line was the best number two I've ever taken, from Doctor Will B, author author of the Fiber Fueled Cookbook. Uh, he is he. I, I don't know if this is his tagline. I heard him say this on the ritual. Uh, they signed off by talking about peace plants and epic dumps or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know in the book there's like a <clears throat> a little there's some kind of sort of uh, I don't know if universal is the right word, but like a standard stool rating system that you would look at you know stool and rate it zero through nine <laughs> not like the old uh rate my remember that website i do Comment remember off. that yeah that was early internet people were just, that's what we did with the internet it was, <laughs> it that. look at pictures of <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah uh it's it's like a medical kind of you know describing a spectrum of yeah okay how it
1: can be. yeah I've, I've heard of this yep
0: yeah so anyway he's he's into this stuff um and i think i think he talks about epic dumps a lot uh but anyway, I just thought this was a fantastic email headline—the uh, best number two I've ever taken because he was announcing that he made it to number two on the New York Times bestseller list, which is uh, <laughs> super exciting. But perfectly on brand for him to hit number two. Um, so anyway, that was uh, that's cool. I got to interview him, have him on Instagram Live on. Uh, I guess it, God, what day was that? See this this midweek go away messed me up. Monday, I think it's Monday. I think it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday right before, before we left. That's what it was. Okay. Tuesday morning. I had him on uh, Instagram Live on Athlete underscore official. So if you want to see that, uh, you can go over there, and it'll still be up somehow. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it was good. Good to talk to him. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to Will for hitting number two. And then Will happened to write the book, the the forward, for Carly Bodrug's book, uh, Plant You, which has been one of my family's favorite books. My daughter absolutely loves it. Uh, and Carly, out of the kindness of her heart, she called my daughter Ellery. She knows that Ellery is a big fan, and I reminded her her birthday was coming. And uh, she called Ellery for her birthday, and oh. so I gave her, her like Ellery's little device phone number. So she FaceTimed her, her her email because she doesn't. It's not a real phone, so she FaceTimed her, and like oh. so, Ellie saw her phone with Carly from Plant U calling because I had programmed in her as a contact and uh it was just so cool to, to have her do that so that's so cool that's great yeah so i'm forever a carly fan and a plant U fan and you listening should should be as well if you have not checked it out but anyway her book had the same drama that mine my no Me the cookbook had only at a much larger scale she had it because her her book was was hit the new york times bestseller list anyway in its first release week which was i don't know what two months ago uh and then it ran out of stock completely so i felt terrible for her that it, it you know she had no chance of staying on the list but now her book is back in stock and she made it to number eight uh no way
1: she made back, it back on
0: back on the list yeah i guess the the hunger for that book was so great that she did some i actually haven't seen it i've been sort of away but she like did a i'm sure she did a campaign around you know the books back in stock go get it if you couldn't and mm-hmm. uh so anyway it was cool to see that she's a friend of will's will wrote the forward like i said for plant U. um so it was cool that they both have appeared on the list in the same week, and uh, I really hope I hope Carly can stay up there. I don't know; I have no idea how the how the numbers work at this point. But uh, anyway, if you're listening, check out Plant U; it's a great book, and uh, and the Fiber Fuel Cookbook also a really great book. So another good one to to grab if you have not yet.
1: How many times has there been two vegan cookbooks in the bestseller list? Yeah,
0: that's a good question. Probably not all that often. I don't know the answer, uh, but yeah think that's a probably I mean, maybe this is the first time
1: you know just now realizing this there's a trend
0: oh yeah what's that
1: they were both interviewed by us oh you, I guess. maybe
0: so maybe we are the the secret sauce mm-hmm.
1: if you're an author listening right now it's <laughs> definitely it if you want to get on the new york times bestseller list you know where to
0: <laughs> yeah. go yeah well i guess somehow <laughs> we're on the list of of people you get in touch with to try to get on their thing and we always do it but i don't think we're the uh i don't think we're really the major player in that would be well, my guess yeah, if i had to guess
1: you know <laughs> you, you can believe what you can want to believe and i'll believe what i want to believe and yeah. we'll go from there
0: yeah, yeah right <laughs> all right doug that's that's my headline what's yours
1: uh okay so this is this is a big one uh or i guess it's a big one it, it it definitely caught my attention which was that kim kardashian is beyond Meat's new chief taste consultant and i think they're kind of rolling her out as the like main spokesperson now for uh beyond week beyond meat and if 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 she's not the main one then she should be because i'm sure that they are paying a lot of money for her so. <laughs> um but yeah you know I, so what, what's your gut reaction to that
0: well okay I'm I'm kind of I mean this is a massive blind spot for me, the Kardashians and anything to do with that. Uh-huh. Uh so I don't know was she already vegan? Was that already a No, thing? she's
1: not vegan at all.
0: Oh, okay. So she's okay, so that's that makes it more interesting actually, I think. Uh does taste consultant mean like she's gonna be the one who decides how it tastes? Or is it more like taste, like zeitgeist kind of uh she's tapped into it? the culture so she's well
1: kind of- so that was uh that was the play in the video was i have good taste, you know and she's like like uh you know she's a fashion icon right um
0: is she i, I don't know i thought these people that people sort of just made fun of like i don't know
1: are they- <laughs> i mean there's some of the kardashians are some of the most famous and wealthiest people
0: <laughs> yeah i know they're that and i know that they have like giant social media followings how many of them are there two?
1: Oh no there's i don't know there's maybe like four or five I don't know how many Kardashians are there.
0: Okay. And they're all admired for their fashion sense?
1: No, I mean they've all done different things like uh I think it's Khloe Kardashian was the first the youngest female billionaire. I oh, I yeah? might be making that up. Uh, but you know, but she has like all kinds of they all they've all like I think that the show kind of catapulted them in a lot of ways um, mm-hmm. into stardom, but then they've all created all these off these different brands okay. and and uh
0: are there generally you know. people that that we like, Doug, or like, are they doing good work in the world, or are they just sort of a train wreck
1: that we? That uh, we I mean, at? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a Kardashian uh, aficionado by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I think
0: that some of them are doing good
1: work. Maybe. I, okay. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay. I did see this is total side note, but I saw a, a headline about a Kardashian and uh, Travis Barker, the Blink One Eighty Two drummer, getting married. Yeah. In Italy.
1: Yeah. They just got married. Yeah. And uh, okay. and then that's uh, not the
0: same one, though. not the same Kardashian.
1: No, no. Okay. Um, but Kim Kardashian is is with uh Pete Davidson.
0: Pete Davidson from uh, Fallout Boy. <laughs> no,
1: from uh <laughs> the comedian, uh an actor from SNL and uh. Mm. Oh come on, you got to know Pete yeah, Davidson. I think Pete
0: Wentz is the Fallout Boy guy
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) no i don't know if you did (laughs) okay all right this this conversation is going way off the rails here um uh (laughs) but okay so here here's my take okay we we posted about this on social media and a lot of people were uh right you know justifiably i think i mean everyone can feel the way they want to feel i'm not trying to uh say anybody's feelings are wrong at all um but a lot of people were upset that um you know, it's not a, it's, she's not a vegan. She's, you know, she's just a celebrity. Like, who cares? You know, uh, why would they pick her? Like, it's just for the the name. Uh, she's not doing anything for the movement. Um, but I think that that is kind of the, I think that where the relationship between vegans and Beyond Meat or Impossible Meat or all these plant-based meats that are uh, designed to taste and feel like real meat I think that that relationship is kind of in a weird place because I would imagine and I don't know this for sure but I would imagine that a lot of those companies aren't thinking about the vegan when they're making their stuff right I mean I'm sure oh, that, yeah, definitely th- not. that they're being held up by you know a lot of people excited about that stuff but like they're not doing this for us right
0: no, <laughs> totally. <not. laughs> they're doing yeah.
1: it because it's it's a good business I guess and. And also because, um, you know, that maybe they have a greater mission of reducing meat or reducing the uh, environmental impact and that kind of stuff. So, so why, you know, if I were them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for the vegan either, like, the, you know, the famous vegan athlete or activist or something like that. I would go for somebody who has mass appeal for people who aren't vegans and, and, if, and convince them to or introduce them to this new, uh, to this new company and this new yeah. food.
0: Totally, right? yeah. I'm, so I I'm think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I, like the valuation of those companies, specifically beyond meat, but I guess Impossible too. I I never saw their headlines as much, uh, but like it's entirely based on the massive opportunity that is getting people who eat meat to eat less meat and more of this, mm-hmm. not not getting vegans to switch from field roast over to Beyond, right? Uh, yeah. So so that's entirely the point, and.
1: But but I think that we that a lot of people kind of feel this ownership over vegan meats, right? You know, yeah, I uh, guess. Or or like you know, I don't, I don't know why you know why would why would we want someone who doesn't really represent us representing a vegan meat company?
0: Right. I mean, the answer to me is because if you pick a vegan to be the spokesperson, like vegans don't they lose? It's like a liability if you're a vegan and you're trying to tell non vegans what to eat. Yeah. Right. Right, they're gonna yeah. say, Well, of course he likes it, he's vegan. Like that's he's used to that kind of stuff that tastes not like the real thing. So if you get someone who's who's not that, who's like from their world, whatever whatever that world is, uh it's saying this is actually good and I love that I mean, not you know, obviously I'm sure they still have the filter that says, Well, she's being paid, she's a spokesperson, but yeah, I think I think that's much much better than picking a vegan, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know i think certainly a lot of vegans aren't like this. i was talking to will be about this on on uh on the instagram live about his book fiber fueled like he said on the thing that it's really not like just meant to be for vegans like he has this plant point system in here and it, it does say plant based on the cover but like the appeal here and, and probably the reason fiber fueled the first book was a was a bestseller for a long time uh is because it doesn't say vegan fiber fueled right it's it's right, like for anybody right. who who needs it and, and honestly people who aren't vegan need it more uh they they're the ones who are eating way less fiber and and less healthy microbiome stuff so like if they introduce some of this they're going to have massive benefits and in that way start eating more plants and perhaps some of them will go plant-based eventually uh but many won't and like that's fine because that's that's like that's how you make change i don't know so yeah a lot of this is definitely a, a Divisive sort of issue among among vegans. I think a lot of people are really just they want all vegan or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that's how I don't think that's how we grow the movement. I shouldn't I say the movement. That's not how we. That's not how we uh, get people to eat less meat. Right. right. That's not, not, not how. That's
1: not movement. how we achieve. Uh, you know the environmental benefits of eating less meat or or saving more animals or, or you know I mean obviously right. like if everybody went vegan that would be fantastic but like that's not realistic at the moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. right. Right. Uh, and so like, what can we do to have the largest impact um, on the missions that we have, the goals that we have as a community? And that's to get people to eat less meat, even if it's just one meal a week.
0: Yep. Um, so,
1: okay. So I just Googled because I, I guess I didn't know for sure if, if Kim Kardashian was, uh, was vegan. And uh, it turns out she is an at-home vegan. She doesn't need animal products at the house. I have no idea how uh, strict she is on that, but that's uh, that's that's the way she does it. So she does have some connection to this. You know, it's not like totally random, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Right, right.
1: And um, and you know, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for at home vegans. That's how I got started. That's right.
0: I thought about that.
1: Uh, and there are six celebrity Kardashians. Wow. So you know, I, I'm I'm not I wouldn't call myself in any way a fan of of uh, Kim Kardashian, but I am a fan of this partnership. I think it's I think it's good for the overall goal.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: All right, so we got uh, another one that will probably be a little bit more to discuss here. But um, before we do that, why don't we pause for a second to thank our sponsor, sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthier living easier and afford- affordable for everyone. They carry all of your favorite clean, nutritious brands that don't clean out your wallet. Oh, I like that. Yeah.
0: Did you write that, Doug?
1: I don't think so. I think, that, I think that maybe we were given that. But that's good. I should have written that. Shop, shop everything from ethically sourced pantry essentials to sustainable, non-toxic cleaning and beauty products. And if you find a price even lower anywhere else, they'll match it. Each and every item is vetted by Thrive's high standards so you get the highest quality products at the best price. Plus you can easily shop by diets or values, which we like both of those, uh, like vegan, keto, low sugar, zero waste, non-GMO, fair trade certified, around 100 different options you can choose from. This is one of my favorite features because it really makes shopping so much easier. You just click a few buttons and uh, you know exactly what you're gonna get or you know that everything listed is gonna be, uh, is gonna fall into those categories, and that's big. And when you become a member, Thrive Market donates a membership to a family in need. They've donated $4.5 million in healthy groceries already, and that continues to grow. Thrive Market has monthly or annual membership options to suit your lifestyle. I just placed my last Thrive Market order, Matt, and uh, I got, you know, my favorite thing about Thrive Market is like, go through, I click all my essentials, you know pastas, pasta sauce, chips, of course, uh, you know corn chips because that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, salsa, peanut butter, you know, all that all that good stuff. and then I go through and I find the stuff that I wouldn't normally get like uh, the, I got this cashew cheese dip, which is like nacho cheese dip and it was really delicious. Yeah. Um, of course, there's the uh, the Louisville vegan jerky company.
0: Yep. love that one.
1: Love that one, you know. So it's just you get you get all your the, all the stuff you need, and then uh, you can kind of tinker and explore with things that you know I don't I can't find at my local grocer.
0: Yep, and I can uh, I'm I'm willing to come out and say that uh, Thrive Market has the best coconut water you can you can find. Ah, it's branded Thrive Foods. Market coconut water. Thrive or? Market branded. It's just coconut water. It has the, some of some of these coconut waters have like five grams of added sugar in them. Mm. That it, it's not flavored. It's just they just add sugar to the coconut water. Uh, Thrive markets doesn't, and it's—I just think by far the tastiest of the coconut waters. Wow,
1: well, I'm sold. Gotta try that next time. Yes, Get forty percent off your first order and a free gift worth over fifty dollars by joining today at thrivemarketcom meat That's forty percent off your first order and a free gift worth over fifty dollars by going to thrivemarketcom meat
0: this episode is also brought to you by our very own Daily Greens. When it comes to plant foods, it's hard to beat a leafy green. On a per calorie basis, they're the most nutrient rich foods you can find. But most of us aren't getting anywhere close to enough greens. Like me on my camping trip, didn't get any greens, none. Not not a single bit of greens. <laughs> Enter compliments brand new Daily Greens. Daily Greens is the greens powder we've always wanted for ourselves and our families. One that lives up to the promise of diverse real food greens, convenient for at home and on the go use. The Daily Greens formula starts with the latest science on well-rounded, nutrient-rich greens and how much of each you need to experience benefits. By focusing on just five greens, barley grass, spinach, chlorella, broccoli sprouts, and moringa, the organic formula zeroes in on the ingredients that have the biggest impact. The best part is that most of these greens are greens you probably don't get otherwise. Actually, that's the second best part. The real best part, Doug, is that this Daily Greens really actually tastes delicious. Like, I, I defy you to put this next to Athletic Greens or... Uh, whatever else and load it with stevia and compare and it, it's a zillion times better my, ours has stevia too but it has some other stuff in it and it just it just tastes so much better
1: my one and a half year old who, who loves fruit and things like that but shies away from greens of course like most one and a half year olds do she downs this stuff
0: <laughs> yeah my kids i mean and like, it's the weirdest thing for me to see my kids with a clear glass full of greens water because it just looks like something that no kid would ever drink. Uh, but they like it. And it's, it's not too it's not that it's so like, sugary because I don't really like sweet things and neither does most people in my family. Uh, it's just like the perfect little balance of it. And I don't know. It's just somehow we, we made something good, Doug. I know. Go to nomadathlete.com slash daily-greens to learn more and save 15% when you subscribe today. That's nomadathlete.com slash daily-greens.
1: All right, Matt, why don't you introduce us to uh, to our next topic here.
0: All right, next one. This is not really a headline. This is just something that I have come across. Um, I've been fooling around, Doug, ever since I went to that Creator Economy Expo uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, just just like the Web3 world. And we, we not, we've we talked about it some, you and I. Uh, we've talked about metaverse stuff kind of in a joking fashion, but it's not that joking. It's, I mean, it's a real thing coming. Uh, I mean, it's here, but it's it appears that that's where we are headed with a lot of stuff. Um, and we've also in the past, I and mean, we've always sort of had this undercurrent of the podcast where we talk about esports and video games. And I think this is sort of the culmination of all of that, uh, because it has to do with fitness. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I've been fooling around with, you know, the NFT stuff and the crypto a little bit, and just kind of trying to understand this stuff. Um, Anyway, there's there's much more there. The whole Web three stuff is much more than just those things, in my opinion. There's there's a lot of like really cool things creators, people who you know create content, are doing with communities and and how they some of them have a coin that's sort of their their currency within the community. And there's just fascinating stuff that people are doing, um, and the way people kind of own stuff instead of pay for stuff. It's just very different, uh, but it's awesome. Anyway, there's there's an NFT called Stepin, S T E P N, and it's not new. Like it it, it has had its it's run. I think that the, the NFT, the sneaker NFT that you would buy, which yes, is a picture of a sneaker. I think people know of NFTs <clears throat> as being pictures, but often the ones that are interesting have some utility with them. They're not just digital art. They have something that they do. They like make a game start working or uh, get you access to something in the real world or who knows what. Anyway, this one is called Stepin. Uh, if you own the NFT, which I think right now it, this is on Solana which by the way is uh is much much lower um, gas and fees and things than than the ethereum network so I assume that means much more eco-friendly because that that ethereum network is is not eco-friendly mm-hmm. um but anyway Solana has like tanked like a lot of cryptocurrency in the past few weeks so these sneakers I think a few weeks ago would have cost you 1200 bucks to get to get one. One NFT. And when we say sneaker here, there's there's no actual shoe, right? This is just a, an <laughs> it's idea. Literally a just a graphic. Yeah, shoe. it's a game. Um, but now, I mean, it's like half the price now because of because just because of the Solana price dropping. I'm not sure about the NFT price itself, but uh, I looked at them earlier today because I actually seriously am thinking about starting this. Uh, it's like five hundred dollars to get in right now. Uh, okay. Anyway, so you get it. You get a sneaker, NFT sneaker, digital sneaker. Uh, you somehow connect it through some software to gps and basically it pays you to move so the so the pay to earn or sorry the play to earn thing is happening too that's like that's gaming that is paying real money and there are like apparently there are thousands of people i believe in the philippines that are that are quitting their jobs just to do play to earn gaming now yeah and there's a bunch of them there's a bunch of crab ones and these different monster ones axie infinity is the big one i hear about uh but like, it's just, it's a business model now where, where you can, you know, you have these NFTs, you pay up front to own this NFT. And then that allows you to access the game. And then you can sort of improve your character and you, you earn actual cryptocurrency that you could, of course, convert to US dollars if you wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. And you use some of these points and things you're getting to upgrade your character so that they become more effective than at earning more money. Um, so that's happening. But now this is move to earn this is a step in idea. Uh, which I think is much better for us, for our audience, uh, where when you when you you know go outside and walk or run, uh, you actually accumulate money. And I haven't tried it myself, but I have heard from now several different sources that people are making between $75 and $100 per day on this. Uh, I think the article I sent you, Doug, said someone was doing two 30-minute runs. See, here's, here's a good yeah. reason to do doubles. Uh, <laughs> two 30-minute <laughs> runs. Maybe there's a maximum, and that's why it has to be two runs would be my guess i bet they cap you at 30 minutes Mm. at a time or something um but anyway the person who they were talking to in this article was earning 75 dollars per day i have no idea how much he has like reinvested some of that money to upgrade his his shoe uh because that's that's obviously part of this game you need to decide you know to to make decisions to make to reinvest or or whatever this is not that different from from other nft things where you can or cryptocurrency where you own a certain amount and you can stake that amount and you can sort of use it to earn more and like, it's the same thing. It's just, this one is tied to the movement. So if you're someone who's gonna be active, then you're gonna do a lot better with this than than you know obviously someone who's not. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a really cool thing. So like the, the analysis I have heard, I mean, very limited, but I've listened to a couple of podcasts where people talk about this and they say, there's no way that this is sustainable. Like it's just not, the business model is not gonna work out that people can earn a hundred dollars a day from moving. Right. Um, because right, the money's got to come from somewhere, and there's no yeah, there's yeah. no. Money so that, that was
1: my question to you. Do, so right now, it's coming from people buying the sneakers, right, and upgrading. But um, see,
0: it's not really that because people when people buy these sneakers, you're not buying them from the company; you're buying them from the person who currently owns them. Oh, right, that's right. Yeah. So when they were first, well, min- the,
1: they're minting new ones, though, aren't they? They're minting so many a day, three thousand a day, I think.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, I just looked on Magic which is the uh, the market, the kind of the main marketplace for Solana projects. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think this is still minting, but I could be wrong about okay.
1: that. Okay, and I might be wrong too. Um, something, uh, they release 3,000 c- codes today. Oh, that's to their Discord.
0: Each day the company issues 3,000 codes. Um, hmm, so maybe you need to own the NFT first and then get a code to actually get in. Okay. Um, so I'm not, that's actually something to, to look into more. But anyway, um, the the way these, these NFT projects work like my understanding is that the revenue that you that they get is really after that initial minting when they get all the money um and i don't know what the mint price was for for these these sneakers um but after that it's just there's a creator royalty that's built in and i checked on these sneakers it's 4%. so when a pair of these things sells for for $500 they're going to earn 20 bucks from that that'll go to the project. so every time these things are selling and that's that's sort of a, a, vo, a the volume of trading is one of the measures of success of a of a, an NFT project. So, you know, they're certainly creating some serious revenue from this, but I have to imagine that it's that's not keeping up with the cost of so hanging out. Right. Yeah. So, if every every person who, you know, buys mm. off the secondary market of one of these shoes, if they if they earn 4% of that amount, so if you earned $20, you know, through the use of this thing, then suddenly the company would be now losing money on you. Mm. Um so I don't, I don't know at all anything about the, the economics of how this particular one works. They're saying it's not sustainable, but I think this idea is happening, and there are other companies that are doing it too. Apparently Nike has now invested something. Uh, I just randomly saw this headline while we were talking, um, that Nike NFTs are going for upward of 100 k on some platform uh, under the Shoemaker's crypto kicks venture. So Nike's doing the same thing. I don't know if they're actually having moved to earn yet or if they're just making... Art right now basically uh but i don't know it's just i mean it's really neat that this sort of thing can happen uh, I, like i said i don't know if it's sustainable but but the online gaming people are getting that to work or the play to earn gaming uh mm-hmm. i also don't know if that's sustainable but i think there's more obvious sort of ways for that to have revenue generation uh for the company this i don't know mm-hmm. but like i don't know i just think it's the it's it's such an interesting World that we are now in, that, that this sort of thing is happening. That you you could make right now, a, a you know a decent. I mean, maybe maybe lower end. I don't know, but but a full time sort of salary you could do by running an hour a day in these shoes, or not in, in these shoes with this uh, digital I don't shoe. know
1: if that would call seventy five dollars a day a full time salary, but uh
0: no, hundred bucks a day if you did it every single day, including weekends. Here, you'd be earning thirty six thousand dollars in a year. That might be the low end, but I think that's a full time salary. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's true. That's that's more money than I than I thought. Um, yeah, good point. So, well, okay. So, what I find fascinating about this, well, first of all, there's the whole Web three NFT, you know, Discord community stuff. But, but what I think is 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 uh, is really cool and, and related to the health space is that they have taken something like this idea, you know, they gamified fitness in a way. Which is not new. I mean, right? I mean, Fitbit did that when they just added the tracker to your arm, basically. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Peloton has done that in a significant way by having leaderboards and you know communities and things like that. Uh, and is has reshaped the way at home fitness happens. But now they're adding in a financial benefit, which which neither of those have been able to do or have wanted to do. Maybe I'm not sure. But you know, but here you have you have the community, you have the the uh, step in community and you also have um, you know you, your app or whatever that's that's tracking how much uh, movement you're doing and so you're trying to always kind of hit your max earn or, or beat the next previous day or kind mm-hmm. of continue on your streak. Uh, but then you're also earning money. so that's like <laughs> it's like financial <laughs> yeah. incentive on top of it. I mean, like you know, I mean that it, that's pretty crazy. They have 300,000 daily active users. Um, and they've grown that in just a few months like think about I mean who knows what these people are doing But let's say it's someone who hasn't ever paid much attention to their movement and their fitness, you know They're not out running ultramarathons. probably. They're just walking more or um or Going on a, a second half an hour run because they know that they'll make a little more
0: money from that and they'll feel a bit better <laughs> for it <laughs> I don't know. Right. I think I think it's pretty cool It is cool. It is it has a bunch of stuff that just like first of all, so for for people listening to this who are not familiar with this world, at all, I mean, I'm guessing most people here have heard of NFTs. Think of them as purely digital art, and probably mm-hmm. think of them as stupid as no more than no more than a JPEG. Why wouldn't you just right click and download the JPEG? Um, so I hope at least for people who have have not explored this, and I've only in the past month really dived into it. Um, but I hope that this is sort of an introduction to me, like the thing that that person who is in that situation would need to recall remember here like it costs $500 to right now to get into this and i think it's when solana's at a normal price i mean i guess you have to call it this normal but like it's low compared to what it's been this might cost more like $1000 to get started i think that's probably more mm-hmm. what it's been um you the thing to remember is that you're not paying you're not buying that thing like i said you you own that thing and when you're done with this or if it goes up in value and you just decide that it's a better opportunity to sell this thing which is what has happened because i think it started out i think it's gone up like 12 times in value the the I mean 12x right from the original price of of this thing um so certainly some people have decided that the opportunity to sell or maybe they bought multiple of these sneakers and then they they decided to sell when the price went way up um it's an asset it's not it's not that you were paying for this privilege you were you're owning a piece of this ecosystem mm-hmm. and when you're done you sell that thing if you want mm-hmm. now it doesn't mean it's going <clears> to, <throat> um, maintain its value. It's possible that it would go way down. Right. In value. I mean, a
1: lot of them have, have gone, become worthless.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so this is not like a, a riskless proposition, proposition, but like, it's just, it's such a different way of thinking that you don't have to necessarily pay these companies for their products, for their services. Right, right. You are just buying in to be a part of it. And then you've got something that is, that is usually frequently cha- traded on exchanges so that you can actually, uh, decide to, to sell out of it when you're done. Um, so I think that's a really interesting thing. The thing that like the other side of this to me is I, I know there are studies that show that small financial rewards can help people with fitness habits. Uh and that like that's a that's a thing. And people are building stuff based on that idea. But I kind of also wonder if the money being involved will eventually ruin this for people. Mm. Uh, like like what if I will, I'll say ruin this if you're counting on this to be your thing. That's your fitness habit. Like I would imagine, a lot of people will listen to this and say, "Well, that's how I'm going to start running. Like that's why. That's all the motivation I will need is if I can be earning, even if it's like, let's say earn twenty dollars per day instead of instead of a hundred, right? That, that's a pretty large financial reward compared to like what has been studied has shown. Like it's like fifty yeah. cents or twenty five cents <laughs> is what like was shown. Yeah. 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 So, like that could become the motivation. But then what happens when the economics just change a little bit or they release some new thing or, I don't know, suddenly you've got some ability now to – like let's just say that the business model evolves and let's say it has reached a point of sustainability and the business model evolves and somehow they're able to make this so that you have to run half as much to earn the same amount of money. Hmm. Like is your running just going to – cut in half or like what if what if eventually like i said what if the price just goes way up and you just want to i don't know It just like these aren't very good examples i'm giving i think but i've just sort of experienced this myself that like as i've been exploring in this nft world a lot of these things offer what seems like really interesting utility like real world events that you're going to get to go to um or you know just connections with the community that's here but like almost everybody involved is really there for the for the to make the money, money. The yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's like it's impossible to forget that. And, like, I so my first few days I was looking at these communities and I was thinking, man, this is cool, these utilities they're offering. But after like a little bit of joining some of those and just sort of dipping in, you know, connecting and seeing what it's like, like, eventually I only cared about which, which of these is going to go up in value and, and be a <laughs> quick flip, right? So, like, it just it kind of just has this way of taking over things in the same way that, like, the Super Bowl, when you buy a Super Bowl pool squares, it ruins the game for you. You stop, mm. you stop caring about who wins, and you start rooting for a safety followed by a field goal, uh, and right. and it just changes everything. So I don't know, I, I, and I'm as capitalist as anybody. I'm not at all against this idea that we could earn money or have it tied into a fitness, but I just really wonder if like if this sort of thing could really kind of be the future of fitness, or if it's always going to sort of be a, this small thing in the corner because the money ends up ruining it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that is, that is very interesting. Um, man, we could, I could, we could go back and forth on this for a long time. <laughs> well, wait,
0: well, you know, once I, once I actually get into this, assuming that I do, and I, I would love to try this out, uh, strictly to report back how it, how it is, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we'll do a longer episode about how this uh-huh. is actually going, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, I think, um, I, I have to wonder if part of the reason why everyone who you know in in these in these groups that you're joining or if you're buying a nft now and you're kind of getting part of this community like the nft world is so new that like the people who are attracted to it right now the only reason they're attracted to is because of the money right i mean there's just so few people that um are interested i mean i guess that maybe they're interested in like the i don't know the idea of it or the concept or something like that but like people I mean, it's attracting people who are, who are into it for the money in the same way that all these pump and dump cryptocurrencies are, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like people are not they People aren't buying into a, a pump and dump for um, or some some random coin in order to change the global economy and how the you know, how money is transferred across, right. Right. you know, countries like they're doing it because they think that they can buy it for a penny and sell it for a dollar, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I think that that same thing is happening with a lot of NFTs just because it's so new. But I wonder, I do wonder, you know, eventually, like if we are, I mean, I mean, what if, what if this became the next Peloton in -hmm. its own way, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing of like that sort of community, those sort of diehard people who are attracted to this and the perks of, you know, in the same way that the Peloton bike isn't, isn't any better than any other bike that I know of. Maybe it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never been on one, but like you get access to the classes and you get access to the people and you get access to all this kind of motivation. And so maybe this ha- owning one of these sneakers is just your ticket into that. It's like owning the bike that then gives you access to everything else. Um, and, but the thing, the, I guess, I guess the counter to that is that you could resell it. And right now you probably can't resell that bike for right. nearly as much money. You can't make money by reselling the bike.
0: Right. So, I mean, a hundred percent Peloton in the next five years is going to have an NFT that gives you access to this stuff if you hold the NFT. Yeah, it would it would be a change in business model, of course, because they're no longer earning the subscription revenue. But every time that NFT is transferred, they earn some money off of that, and the initial sale of that NFT. Maybe maybe they'll sell it for ten thousand dollars because it, you know, it, it has that value with it. So that I mean, for the for the user who's really going to use it, and then every time that person transfers it, they, they get a thousand dollars. So like, certainly, it's I think it's going to go that way. Um, by the way, we should say not financial advice because that's what every podcast I listen to who talks yeah. about this stuff says. Yeah, there's no way this
1: is financial. We don't we don't know <laughs> no, what we're talking about here. No idea. Uh, I, I know less
0: about this than I do about the Kardashians. <laughs> uh, but I think where this is headed, Doug, probably, like we said, this, this movement to earn thing is not likely sustainable, at least to pay out that kind of money. Um, but let's say you get into this and the money does gradually go downhill, but eventually what you're left with is you're part of the in community you're you have all these people you connect with they are now producing uh whatever classes or, or instructors that will go on a treadmill run or like whatever metaverse um treadmill experience where you can be running because you own this nft you now have access to this metaverse that they've built and you're you can be in that while you're on your treadmill um and so i think like maybe right now like this actual paying out of money as the business model is the is the way they get on the map and get a bunch of users in and then but like probably gradually where it goes is a really cool running community that nft holding the nft is your access to so it goes it basically goes in a in a different way where i think probably brands like peloton are eventually headed anyway in in their own way right so maybe eventually it won't be about earning it'll just be about paying for this access to this community to this platform uh, mm-hmm. Which is worth it in the same way that Peloton is worth it to, to those people.
1: Do you know? Do you know if, if there are any NFTs that like cap the value? Like, is that a thing, or is that just not even a thing?
0: Cap the value of what the NFT?
1: Yeah. So that like to make it a little bit to make it more like a ticket,
0: uh huh,
1: or like a membership, you know, one-time membership that you could still transfer and sell out of, you know, but like like once you hold, hold it. Um, you know, you have access to the stuff and then when you sell it, you no longer do. Uh, but then, but it never becomes like, you know, it's never gonna yeah, 10x in value.
0: <laughs> it would be the weirdest thing for someone to do that. Uh, because if you were the end user, you would want that option.
1: Yeah, right. But the whole point would be to kind of take away that financial incentive of... of
0: Right. I, like, I don't know. And I I have a feeling that, Nobody's that may not even <laughs> they may not even be part of like because i mean this whole thing's about decentralization and like to have yeah. a rule like that that says the free market can't operate on this in this way it seems like that would go against the whole ethos but maybe maybe in these smart contracts there are ways of building in that the maximum value is that i highly doubt it because it's it's literally just an asset on the blockchain that anybody can buy or sell so even mm-hmm. if the thing says their value is not higher than this someone could say well you know I'll, I'll pay you this person i'll pay you this much more than that uh because i wanted that badly yeah so i mean i think that free market is still going to operate on it uh but yeah it's interesting idea that like that somehow they would try to get prevent the the money from eventually taking over i honestly though i don't think that's the common problem that like these things become so valuable that you can't possibly hold on to them anymore because they're just so valuable Mm uh i don't i think that's pretty rare that one does something (laughs) like that it's probably usually the other way yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah right they they uh they skyrocket you get excited about it and then everyone loses it loses interest um anyway it is it is a different it's a different world for sure i mean it's all new it's all like i don't know, a little about it um
0: yeah it's i mean to me it is it is fascinating what what is happening it's just like what, what nfts do and i will be the first to admit there's a whole lot of problems and things that make them not practical right now um for a lot of people they're just it's just such an early phase and the whole decentralization means that it is so so easy to get all your money stolen if you do the wrong thing with your wallet. Uh and it's it's just like it's not at a point that's I think ready for mass adoption. Um certain certain sort of like platforms are making it the, the more centralized they are, the more people are, are excited to use it and yeah. the more it feels normal. Um but like I don't know, just the real world the the things that can happen, the like the ways that these utilities work like a brand puts out an nft and if you get this nft you have forever access to something that only nft hold like gary vaynerchuk is doing with v friends um it's like his like there was this massive they took over uh viking stadium in minnesota i don't know if that's the name of it but the vikings stadium in minnesota uh for like a four-day event wow every person who owns a v friend gets i think three years of the tickets for this event um and and this like i don't know it's just like in exchange for owning a piece of a brand, you get access to these really cool premium experiences. Uh I don't know. It's just like, it's a really neat thing that like that, that can always, that could always have happened to me. Like it's not, there's not a whole lot of stuff with NFTs that never technologically could have happened before. It just kind of makes everything easier um, for brands to reward people who are really big fans. And I, I don't know. I just think it's really neat. What's what is going on. And I'm, I'm super excited to have, have kind of like jumped how, how into is this.
1: It, so, how is it sustainable for gary v to do that like i mean is he committing to doing this every year for life or just like for the next three years and then the value of that thing will go way down or he'll replace it with
0: some other sort of perk <laughs> i like, i don't know the answer to that that's like that's not nearly all the perks that you get for being one. i mean i think when these sure. V friends minted i think they cost like fifty thousand dollars to get oh, um okay right now they're cheaper i think you can get them for like fifteen thousand maybe um these V friends are like characters and he, he says, I mean, he wants, I think he, he basically wants to become Disney and these characters to become the Disney characters of now, 30 years from now, so that our grandkids have them on their backpacks and watch them on their TV shows. And so like, I don't know. And so anyway, there's much, much more to that than just creating events, but the community apparently is super strong. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these things like give out free merch to all their holders uh and again the fascinating thing you just have to hold it you don't have to actually pay any money you just need to like be willing to sort of i guess i don't know if stake your money is the right thing here but like you just need to be willing to like to own a piece of this thing
1: make that initial
0: investment yeah and then and then you could always sell possibly for a loss possibly for a gain but the point is you still own this piece so i don't know it just it's a i think i have sort of a um you know i like gambling obviously um i like financial stuff that was one of my majors i like math I like so it's just for whatever reason this has like been so fascinating to me and then when you add in the community side which is what i've spent the past 13 years doing um it's just like a fascinating area right now so i just i just love this stuff uh and i think it's cool that somehow our uh the podcast has, that this has become a, an actual topic we can talk about on our podcast because <laughs> because we've always had to made fun of esports and uh metaverses on here
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: anyway well, i think that's probably enough i think
1: so gushing about NFTs. Um, but, uh, get step in and uh, let me know how it goes
0: i might i might do that we will see
1: you know uh it i you know it's kind of a little bit embarrassing what um <laughs> when you when you sent me this article because i had never heard of it until this morning mm-hmm. uh, but when you sent me this article I read it. Uh, I read it as Stefan, like Steph Curry. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I had it. Uh, for some reason, in my head, I had something to do with Steph Curry. But I'm realizing, realizing think, now. that I that's think not
0: he crazy. just put out an NFT project. By the way. Okay, also maybe that's Maybe so I
1: read that somewhere. Yeah, I feel certain I did. Yeah. Okay, and, and thought that this was that. Anyway. Yeah. So he.
0: So here's what it is. He. I saw it. The, the two nine seven four collection holder, which is something to do with his NBA three point record. I assume that's how many actual three pointers he made not how many points he made no yeah 200 2974 made field goals from distance um so he he made that record in december mm-hmm. and he has commemorated it with a bonus birthday themed or no he, he commemorated it with it with an nft about that event oh. uh and now for his birthday he just i think he just sort of airdropped something to everybody Yeah. a, a bonus birthday cake nft <laughs> right on <laughs>
1: so crazy uh, crazy world so crazy <laughs> this world we live in okay yes all right all, all right with that um, <laughs> yeah thanks for thanks for uh, going through this journey with us everybody and uh, we'll see you next week
0: yes talk to you later